How's it going, lovely listeners? Welcome to a very special bonus episode 66 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am the titular Stacey. Never going to stop saying titular, even though people keep telling me off because it has the word <laughs> tit in it. Ah. And joining me in the parlour on this special occasion is an absolutely lovely gent and awesome comics podcast podcaster, Vince Hunt. Hello. Hello there. Um, I just, right. I, I have not paid her to say any of that, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, but you need I've to send no me money. your PayPal invoice when we finish. Oh, yeah, I've got no money, so you know, it, it, as soon as you, as soon as you can, like any. Yeah. Will podcast for food? Are you that kind of person? Are you? <laughs> I, do, I do keep saying on the internet, like, God, I wish someone would pay me for podcasting. Like looking around, like, come on, guys, one of you's got to want it. Come on. But, no, it yeah, it's best that you say that on the internet because if you just walked around the streets, sort of saying, "Come on, someone's going to want it." Come on. Yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Yeah, that's a really bad idea. Yeah, but thank you for having me. It's it's lovely. I, I like what you've done with the place. It's lovely. It's good, isn't it? Put up some new curtains and that because um, old Barry Nuge Cake from the Geek Syndicate was ragging on the place the last time he was here. He can shut his mouth. So, so you've had a bit of a refurb, have you? Yeah, I've done it up all swanky like. Yeah, I've never I've never it. seen a doily that quite that big before. It's. <laughs> It's phenomenal. With Spider-Man's face in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I wish. I want that. Do those doilies exist? That's all we need to know. Probably. Somebody's got to have crocheted a Spider-Man doily, and if not, you can have that idea for 50 quid. Do you like I a bit of crochet? <laughs> no, I can't do it. I haven't got the patience. for. I tried to learn how to knit, and it took me so long to knit a scarf that I forgot how to stop knitting. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like some sort of virus. You just kept going. <laughs> no, you know how there's a way that you stop so that it doesn't just all unravel. But I, yeah. I couldn't remember how to do that, even though my friend so, had showed me, because so I've been like, knitting for that long. You've got like the forever scarf. You're, you're currently knitting as we speak because you can't, you don't know how to stop it. <laughs> well, no, I just gave up on the knitting after a while. I was like, well, if I can't like ever take it off the needles, then it ain't useful, is it? <laughs> <laughs> there's something we can all learn from, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I am the worst. Although, I did find recently on Amazon a crochet your own Star Wars characters thing, and I was like, hmm, do I want to learn to crochet complicated What sort of search led you there? I was looking for... What was I looking for? Probably something Star Wars related. I don't know. But it was adorable. (laughs) Was it like a BB-8 sort of tea cosy? Oh, God. Oh, God. If such a thing existed... (laughs) It has to exist. Surely it exists. Someone's bound to have done it. I'd like to think so. I tell you what I would like is like a like a BB-8. You know one of those like woolen things that your nan used to put on bog roll for no real reason. Protect <laughs> yes. bog roll from. Yes, they look like some sort of sad poodle or yeah. something like that. I'm yeah. like, do you know that that eventually goes up your butt? Like it's not something that needs protecting. <laughs> it, what the whole bog roll, roll goes up? <laughs> yeah, you just shove the whole thing up there. What with the knitted cover? Jesus. <laughs> My nan had one that was like um like a a doll, and her legs went through the toilet roll like tube and then a dress went around the toilet roll i don't know <laughs> this sound that sounds terrifying that's probably going to be in the conjuring three or something I was, like that. yeah i mean i it made me uncomfortable because i felt like she was watching me in the bathroom <laughs> i've got a thing about like i don't like to know that i don't even like to know that i can see myself in a bathroom like i went to a very strange toilet once at um what used to be subside in birmingham it's moved now so i don't know what they're like anymore but it was a really weird toilet because you walk into the ladies and it's like it's like a door that locks so it's not like there's not loads there's not many cubicles there's just one toilet 
but for some reason three sinks. But you go in and you lock the one door, and for some reason you climb three steps to a toilet that then, once you've sat on, is directly facing a wall-length mirror. And so you're just watching yourself have a wee-wee, or a poo, depending on what kind of a night you've been having. And um, <laughs> it's stressful and I hated it. Uh, so no one needs stress at that time, do they? No. Although, I mean, sometimes it's stressful having... enough as it is. I mean, I suppose it depends what kind of stress, though, because if you got stressed enough, you might be able to, like, really quickly put... Anyway, so this is a Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> 2 special episode <laughs> of Stacey's Pop Culture Park. What a segue. Well, I'm, I'm good at... I'm definitely... You know, I I do a podcast now and then, eh? Yeah, I? just a bit. I'm such a podcast slut. Um... <laughs> I'm allowed to say it because I'm talking about myself, so it's fine. And I'm a woman, so it's fine. Yeah, hello. You. So you, I want to know why you were so desperate to talk to me about um, Guardians. Because <laughs> I was very keen to review it as well. There are lots yeah. of many, many things I have to say. And before we get into it, we are going to spoil the ever Yeah, Yes, big spoiler warning, you like, know. Like every tiny detail. <laughs> yeah, this, this show is for people who have seen it and want to hear just people ramble about it. Or who haven't seen it but don't care about don't give a flying and just yeah. want to hear our dulcet, beautiful tones. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. That is one way of putting it. Um, why did I uh, want to talk about this? Well, I remember um, you saying on Twitter that you were going to record a show, but your guest that week hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. so you couldn't. And I had just watched it twice in a matter of two days. <laughs> And that happened, that happened because I saw it on the Friday with uh, one of my friends, Dan Chank, good man, good shout out there. And I got home that night and my lovely lady Joe was there and said, was the film good? And I was like, I want to talk to you about this, but I can't because you have to see it. <laughs> so uh, we went to the cinema the next evening. <laughs> so I watched it literally twice in 48 hours. It was, and it was also good to have that because I got a slightly different perspective on it as well. I got two different perspectives, which I'll probably touch on as we talk. But I just, I just wanted to talk about it. You know how you do, like when you see a good film and you, you just want to chat about it with your mates, don't you? Yeah. And you can't really do that. You can't do any of that on social media for the right reasons because I hate spoilers. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, in terms of Twitter or social media, I'll just sort of say, I saw Guardians Volume Two. It was great. And that yeah. will be it, because I because I hate what? it when people go, oh, that bit with such and such, oh, just ruins it for everyone else, especially as we get it a week earlier than the US as well. So I mean, I feel like the US deserve it a little bit because they've ruined so many things for me, but um, I'm not an <laughs> So I guess no, we're talking I, about films here. Yeah. <laughs> I the thing for me is like I just I'm desperate to like talk about about films as soon as I see them if they're good because yeah. I get super riled up. But with this, like. My normal thing to do is to go onto my Facebook group, my um, parlour Facebook group, and, and ramble in there. But I've yeah, realised yeah. now that Facebook does a very stupid thing of where even if you say, ooh, put your spoilers in the comments, the comments still appear on other people's walls. I've had things ruined like that for me where someone's, I don't know, talking about Doctor Who or something and somebody's commented, oh, you know, blah, 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 this bit. And I'm like, I don't even know that guy and he's ruined it for me. <laughs> so now I'm just like, oh, I've got to shut up. I've got to shut up, but it's so, I need to and i was getting all stressed about guardians because yeah it, it, is, it is a film i don't know about you but this is a film probably more than a lot of them recently i feel that like i need to talk about it 
And because it's been like a a week or two weeks, I can't remember now, (laughs) um, you know, some of the details in my head are a little bit blurry because I'm getting old, but I don't know. You just, it, it makes you think probably more than a lot of other Marvel films do. I think the thing that was special about this movie for me was people who listen to this show quite regularly know that I'm sort of going through a bit of, superhero fatigue at the moment yeah um, I'm, I'm starting to find the marvel films a, a bit formulaic and that's not to say they're not still quite enjoyable like i enjoyed doctor strange um, mm. even though it basically was iron man slightly different but, <laughs> no it was, <laughs> it was. well uh, you could level that at it but Rich twat uh, as an accident and basically yeah, a lot of the marvel characters have a cookie cutter sort of like mm. um origin don't they yeah. so you know if they stepped away from his origin you probably had loads of people going you can't do that. That's disgraceful. But yeah, because, but because they've done it more on point, everyone's like, oh, it's like Iron Man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, like Iron Man, but magic, innit? Um, <laughs> I do like magic. But better. Oh, yes, yeah. I said it. Yeah? Bring it. Mm. Bring it, internet. Oh, the gloves are off. So, <laughs> so I was like, I went into this thinking, I enjoyed Guardians 1. You know, Chris Pratt's a handsome man. <laughs> so I'll go and see this because my hubby wants to see it. And, you know, it's bound to be... At the very least, an enjoyable movie. Like, I'll laugh at some jokes and it'll be fine. And then I came out and I was like, Rich, I had a little cry. (laughs) What are you you crying about? I was like, everything. So before we get stuck into it, did you have physical, actual tears leaking from your face? Yes, I did. I will tell you for why. Did you too? Both times. Did it just been raining on your face? (laughs) It's just been raining on my face. Um, Have you been making a lasagna for one? (laughs) (laughs) For one. Um, Yeah, both times. I actually, I was, it was weird because the people that were with me didn't have any tears in their eyes. And like, I thought the second time, I thought, well, I know what's coming now. But even then I was like, damn it, my face is wet again. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, that, that was probably the worst choice of words I could choose. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> no, I I really want to go and see it again, actually, but I just haven't haven't had chance to mm. um, yet. But like, okay, so the reason that I cried, and I think the reason that I liked this movie so much more than other Marvel movies at the moment, is because yeah. this isn't like a big end of the earth story. Well, it, it sort of is, but not really. Um, yeah. It's actually a story about families. Um, yeah. It's a story about Drax and his family. It's a story about Rocket and his lack thereof. It's a story about Gamora and Nebula and their sisterdom. Yeah. That's not a word, but <laughs> I like it, so I'm keeping it in. Sisterhood. Is that <laughs> That's what I... the word I was looking yeah. for, yeah. And it's definitely like, but the main focus is on um, Star Lord and his dad, uh, Kurt Russell, who I accidentally called Kurt Reynolds afterwards, and I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have I'm, words, you and me. I'm a twat. I'm so sorry. It's because I was, I was thinking Kurt Russell, but for some reason, Burt Reynolds jumped in my head. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before they somehow get him into a Marvel movie. But yeah, probably. But the thing is, right, I, like me and me and my dad do not have a relationship. Like I, mm. I've only met my dad once that I actually remember. Like I, he was around a bit when I was like very young, but that was like when I was like one, so I don't remember. Um, the only other time I've met him was at my great nan's funeral, like on his side. And yeah. I was about 24 and he came over to me and he said, all right, stay, so what are you doing? And um, and I had to walk away because I thought, you can't laugh in a man's face at his nan's funeral for asking <laughs> how you've been doing for 24 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked, like, I think I've done pretty well out of uh, not having a dad around because my family's been really big and really supportive and, 
Mm. My granddad was pretty good and um, my uncle was pretty good to me when I was a kid and stuff. So I like to pretend that it didn't have any effect on me, but it did because it, it absolutely like does. So I, I always get emotional about stories about people and dads. Like I mm. had a proper cry at Adventure Time when uh, Finn met his dad for the first time and I just had a fucking brain meltdown and ugh. Um, so like the story with Star-Lord and his actual dad, um, mm-hmm. Ego, was interesting enough to me from a perspective of like him not knowing his dad for ages and then all of a sudden he's there and he just doesn't know how to deal with that at all. Yeah. But it was the story of, of him and Yondu. <laughs> Shit, I'm getting all upset. <laughs> <laughs> like when when he suddenly realizes that 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 Yondu didn't give him up to his dad when he was younger because he wanted mm. to spare him the fate of all the other kids uh, that that Ego had like killed trying to sort out his life. Yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my god, Yondu, you adorable that... bastard." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we're kind of starting at the end and then working backwards, aren't we? Um, but that the the Yondu story arc in that is is the the biggest one it is the main one i mean there's lots of bits about the film you know how the characters go off in these different directions and stuff but the way that the yondu story played out was brilliant and uh, i know originally i read something recently that that ending wasn't originally planned james gunn didn't want to do that originally but then as he was sort of right you know trying to work that in he realized that was the natural way to go and it just felt right, you know, you know, when a story kind of feels right doing it. And it just, it did feel organic. It didn't feel like there was a, oh, we already said the spoiler, haven't we? <laughs> Someone died. <laughs> um, but that wasn't, I think it was more emotional and it, it felt, it earned it. Do you know what I mean? It, it earned that emotional payoff at the end, which I tell you, don't, ex- when you start watching Guidance of Galaxy 1, do you think you'll be brought to emotional places by a character that is kind of an asshole <laughs> when the story starts you know um i like that actor anyway michael rook is just great in pretty much everything he's in but it wasn't just that ending but it was everything like his interaction with rocket throughout with the scene when uh yondu basically goes i know i know who you are boy because you're me you know obviously he says it better than what i just did <laughs> but 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 that, you know, he had, he had the most powerful moments. And this is, this is in a film that's got quite a few powerful moments, um, which is quite, uh, uh, it's quite ironic because it's also more of a comedy than the first and probably yeah. more of a comedy than any Marvel movie that's been so far. Um, you, you can say it's, it's the funniest and the saddest mm-hmm. Marvel movie. And I think it's because, you know, there's a fine line between comedy and tragedy, isn't there? You know, and all the great comedies that you see on TV, they'll be laugh out loud funny, but then when they do something serious, you feel it more. I think because yeah. you've grown, you've grown to love the characters. Yeah, and I think it's because you you're so up on like on high from having a laugh at this really hilarious moment that yeah. it sort of hits you all the more when something super sad happens. Like I think I was talking about this with somebody about Scrubs because me and Rich have just rewatched all of Scrubs. Yeah, and we we're like. That show is one of those shows where it's so, like, silly and weird and laugh out loud funny. And then it hits you with, like, the moment when you realise, like, Brendan Fraser's character's dead, for example. Spoilers for, like, 25 zillion years ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's, it like, it proper socks you in the heart because it's like all of a sudden you're laughing and then you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Do you remember when Brendan Fraser was a thing? 
everyone. <laughs> oh, mate, do you know what? Shut your mouth. He was great in Mummy, and I liked that movie. No, he was. That's not what. That's not what I'm saying. But like, where is he now? That's a good point. Do you remember yeah. George in the Jungle? That's probably what killed it. <laughs> that's probably yeah. All that. No, that it was that journey to the center of the earth or whatever. Oh, that I didn't even see that one. Oh, there you go. It's your fault, Stace. Basically, oh, but Brenda Fraser is not about because of you. Single-handedly <laughs> <laughs> killed his career. Um, <laughs> um, going back to Guardians, I, like Michael Rooker is uh, somebody who I only know as a bastard. Um, like, <laughs> yes. Because I've only ever seen him in the first Guardians movie, in which he's a bit of a cock. Yeah. And then um, um, the Walking Dead, in which he's a lot of a cock. <laughs> yep. so, <laughs> so yeah. So like, yeah, I I think it's so unexpected from him, but he's so great at it. Like those those moments feel really sincere and genuine. Like when he's talking to Rocket, and like the moment when Rocket gives him the single spacesuit and the single rocket pack. Yeah. Like the 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 look in his eyes that's like I'm about to die, but that's totally cool because I'll be saving Peter, who's yeah. my surrogate yeah. son, and whatnot. It's just like, huh. There, me and Mohabi had a bit of an argument after that, though, because you know the scene after that when um, Gamora starts chucking a hissy fit, like, we can't leave Peter there, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? And uh, and Rocket, like, zaps her with a taser, and he's like, I can't lose two friends in a day. Yeah. Me and Rich were having an argument about which friend he meant. And I was like, well, he obviously meant Yondu, because he yes, could tell. Yes, he, he meant Yondu. Yeah. The, the, the rest he of them... could tell that Yondu's plan was, obviously, when he handed yeah. him those items, to fly Quill out with Quill in the suit. Because so Rocket, Rocket's the most face. intelligent character out of all of them. He's the genius yeah. out of the team. Yeah, absolutely. So he knows exactly what's happening. You know, when you think about it afterwards, of course he was talking about Yondu. Yeah, because Rich was convinced that he was talking about Peter Quill, and that he thought mm. that Yondu was just going to, like sort of help out until they both died and I was like no why would they even have that big moment where him and Yondu like bond yeah and then just not do anything with it later like that would mm. make me I thought it was yeah. adorable though because I was like oh my god Rocky <laughs> he's lost so much <laughs> like <laughs> everything about this like, last little scene is just the, the worst but also the best it was, wasn't that a final scene. Um, it, it was beautiful that the, the funeral scene. Um, oh, I want a but, space funeral. It looks boss. <laughs> you only get one if you save the galaxy. All right. Oh, damn it! <laughs> if your head explodes from too much Dr Pepper, they're not going to give you fireworks. <laughs> I suppose I'll get them regardless if my head explodes. Right. Well, what's the worst that could happen? Um, yeah, exactly. But I I love the fact that this this didn't end on like a, a like a big. There wasn't like. I know there was literal fireworks, but it was a real somber ending. It it was sad. It was it wasn't it wasn't dark sort of like you know you didn't leave feeling depressed. It yeah. was a it was a nice emotion, I think. Although it was, you know. it wasn't a bummer ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once it finishes, you get the ridiculous credit sequence at the end. <laughs> I mean, the credit sequence. We we really have skipped to the end here, but um, yeah, the, yeah, the we're starting at the end and then working backwards. We'll work our way back. We'll work it back. It's fine. Yeah. The credit sequence I absolutely loved, but I will be honest. You know these like billion mid credits, post credit sequences. Yeah. Yeah. I am so shit. I, somebody take my nerd card away. I had no idea who Stallone and that bunch were. I don't know who Adam Warlock is. <laughs> <laughs> I like there was that big thing like the very. I think it's the last cut scene, isn't it, where that. Goldbird, whose name I've forgotten, is all like, look at this machine. We're going to yeah. create a god or whatnot. And Rich was like, whoa, get in. And I was like, who that then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, like, I was, 
sat next to Joe and Joe didn't know you know who that was I mean obviously they shot it dramatically and it seems quite menacing but it, it, I think to the overall populace it means nothing but with those mid-credit sequences they are shooting for the for the um, sort of full-on fans aren't they the ones that yeah, know the so. history because I don't I, I've never really been a massive reader of the galactic Marvel stuff. I know of these characters. For instance, I know that Adam Warlock is one of the guys that actually took down Thanos, you know, et cetera, and he's massive in, like, the Infinity Gauntlet and all of that. But have I read it? No. Um, and I know what he looks like. So when it when it all came about, I thought, oh, that, you know, this is going to be cool. They're finally introducing him. And they got me excited about a character that I kind of only know the name of. <laughs> but I thought... Yeah, but I thought, oh yes, shit's going to get real now. But I've got no basis for thinking that. What, what are these? What are these movies doing to me? <laughs> yeah, but there was. Um, I mean, the credit sequences there. there I know there was five of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was really any. They were all fun in their own way. I even though you could say that eighty percent of them were completely throwaway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But it was worth sticking around for, and the actual sort of the artwork of the credits themselves, um, where you saw the characters dancing um, on either. That was great. Uh, you know that that it was like because you had so many credit sequences, they wanted to give you something to watch while you were getting to those, and I love that. Just purely from a design and artistic standpoint, I like it that the film keeps giving stuff to you right yeah. up until the end. Yeah. What I liked was how every now and again a credit would just be I am Groot and then it would yeah. morph into yes. their actual name. I was like, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I I liked that a bit because I'm a bit of a sucker for like animation and designy stuff anyway. I'm not, yeah. I'm not good at it myself, but I've got, you know, I know what I like. And I yeah. was really enjoying that credit sequence because when me and Rich went to see Logan, uh, we went to see it before it had been confirmed whether or not there was a post-credit sequence. So yeah. we sat, sat through eight minutes of white words on black screens and uh, there wasn't one. <laughs> we yeah, and after cool. a film like that, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, core blimey, grimy neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sh- sh- should we talk about something that actually happened in, in the actual Guardians movie? Like, yes, yes less. Like, yeah. One of my biggest uh, loves about this film was Drax because... For me, he stole the show. I know everybody else is all like, Baby Groot! But I'm like, Drax killed me. Like, everything he said, creasing. I was just creasing. Yeah. And like, the way he laughed at Peter when Mantis reads his feelings and she's like, oh, you've got a bit of a stiffy for that Gamora over there. And Drax yeah. is like, ha I was like, oh, God, I'm dead. I was like yeah. rolling in the cinema. The line, so good. the line when the um, rocket talks about putting a turd in Peter Quill's uh, <laughs> pillowcase and he says it's going to be one of Drax's. And when Drax said, oh, I have famously large turds, I was gone. I was creasing. <laughs> <laughs> I just did not expect it. <laughs> yeah, and his delivery I mean, he, is so great because it's yeah. so like deadpan, like and like it's a perfectly normal thing to just say. Yeah, I do massive shit. Yeah, because <laughs> the character, yeah, the, the character has this. You know, there is no ulterior motive to any. You know, it's mm. what you see is what you get. That's what that character is, isn't it? Which makes his humour even funnier. Like when he's constantly saying to Mantis, "Oh, you're hideous. Get away from me." <laughs> <laughs> But also, he has one of the, the one of my favourite moments of the film, actually. And it's not the comedic bits. It's when he's staring at the pools of water and he's remembering his daughter. And Mantis touches his arm and she feels the emotion that he never really shows. Um, I thought that was so powerful and so well done um, when that happened. And they, they just, they lingered on that moment, which I think so. This is a film that, um, for me, could have gone the easy route of 
you know, taking the easy shots. And they like Baby Groot, you, you touched on Baby Groot. Everyone goes on about, oh, Baby Groot's amazing. And obviously he got the big scene at the beginning and he's, he's got a, a couple of funny scenes throughout, but they don't, I don't think they overdo it because I think something like that could have gotten, you know, it could have gotten real boring real quick, mm. but they used him just right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see Baby Groot everywhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. think they used him just about right. But yeah, you're right. Drax is, um, he's an absolute revelation, I think. And, uh, cause obviously they're going to be in Infinity War. And from what I gather, he's going to be more of the, the kick ass sort of Drax that, that we kind of expect. Whereas a, a Guardians film gives you that real, it gives you the opportunity to do the comedic stuff that, so, you know, you see this guy, he's built like an absolute brick shit house. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he's just, he's, his comedy timing is absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's the thing that surprises me is that, um, cause I know Batista from wrestling. Yeah. And um if you, like there are very few wrestlers I think that are actually any good at acting even though it's a massive fucking part of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you would think they would be better at it. So he surprised me in the first Guardians movie because I was like, "Oh, oh he does know what he's doing though." Um yeah. but, but this movie, I don't know, it's like he t- he turned it up to 11. Like everything yeah. was just so spot on. And I think I think they used him uh in a really cuz like with everything else that was going on with like Gamora and her sister and Peter and his double dad sad. Mm. That's what I'm going to call it, his double yeah. dad sad. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag double dad sad. Cool, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, pretty much all the other storylines were like kind of sad. And like mm. you say, they could have just turned to Baby Groot and been like, look at Baby Groot doing a dance, eh? Oblivious and cute. And you'd be like, well, yeah, of course he is. But like, you know, yeah. move on, yeah. <laughs> but instead they sort of used Drax as sort of this, and without taking anything away from his character or from his past. They yeah. made him sort of like the the one to like really deliver the jokes. Although obviously Peter Quill gets a few. One of my favourite jokes in the whole thing was when um, Ego starts talking to Star Lord about like all this stuff that they can create together because <laughs> yeah, what are they called celestials. Yeah, and he's like you know oh you're half celestial the stuff we can create and he was just like I'm gonna create some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. he probably yeah. is because he's adorable and weird that was his uh, that was one of his funniest moments i think the, yeah. the only thing i say about drax is he doesn't have too much to do in terms of big action scenes i know there's one at the very beginning but certainly when it comes to the big fight at the end he's he's kind of there but then he's trying to get mantis out of it i quite like that because it means that the girls get to do a bit more yeah oh yeah totally um, and and nice it's it's only when you think about it after the film because when I was watching it, everything sort of made sense to me when I was watching it. Yeah. You know, I thought, oh, Drax didn't do much. Well, he does do loads. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those. Oh, he did this. Oh, well, I guess it all made sense in the context of the film. But yeah, he's he's the funniest one. And Peter Quill is kind of the most interesting one because obviously there's the journey he goes on. This is a film that that takes this team who are like a family and purposely kind of like puts them in different directions, doesn't it? To have their own uh, own own journeys before bringing them all back again. Yeah, Peter, like because of the nature of Peter Quill's story, he's he's not as funny as he, you know, because you could say the first Guardians, Chris Pratt is front and center. You know, he's hilarious all the way through. You know, but his character goes on. He's got such a different arc that he's not the laugh out loud star throughout, is he? It really shows his. Um, I mean, I love Chris Pratt anyway, but you know, some of those emotional moments that he had. Including the, the the biggest moment of the film for me, um, which, which wait, oh, we'll touch about on that in a minute. But uh, but he he's he's so good in it. I think he he's definitely he sort of, he does lead the film in the right kind of way without without it being too much about Chris. It's not the Chris Pratt show. 
which is good. It, they really do feel like a team and like a family, which is, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, the family is the theme of it. And that's what, it's yeah. a smaller story. They could have, <laughs> it's smaller that's almost bigger. Does that make sense? It's like a, yeah. it's like a fucking no. TARDIS. <laughs> when you've uh, when you've seen it it makes perfect sense um yeah no this is what i was saying to rich is that i said i feel like the reason i enjoyed this so much like after getting a bit sort of tired of of marvel movies in general was because it felt so much more personal it's why ant-man is my favorite marvel movie because that isn't a story about oh my god this thing's gonna destroy the whole earth it's just like something's falling from the sky something's happening to my kid like oh no i love my daughter what am i gonna also it has paul rudd who's just like the best thing that ever bested in the world like ugh. um he seems to be aging backwards i mean he's just he's benjamin buttoning any he's so (laughs) beautiful <laughs> all right, Stace, calm, calm yourself. Sorry. No, I can't. I can't now. I'm getting all flustered. I've even got a pin badge that's like a little glittery pink love heart that just says Paul Rudd in it. It's like nice. it's just so perfect. But I think the reason Guardians got into Guardians Two slotted into my number two Marvel movie slot when I I do a, I had got a letterboxed account if anybody wants to follow me. I think it's I think it's called Stace Bob or something. Um, but I've got like a ranking on there of Marvel movies and I slotted this right in at number two. And I think it is because it's a very personal film and the characters really develop naturally. Like yeah. one of my biggest problems with Civil War was um, the fact that it didn't feel natural to me the way the team split. Nobody seemed to really believe in what they were doing. But also, it didn't seem natural to me that they were trying to make it out like it was this big hurtful thing that Tony and um, Steve were doing to one another because they were such busy mates. When they haven't given two shits about each other in any previous movie, like, they are not friends. I, I, best, I, yeah, I, I would mates. say, you know, yeah, I don't believe <laughs> in uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers being friends up until that point. But then again, I think Tony Stark's a bit of a bell end through most most of the, most of the movies. I'm Team Cap all the way. No <laughs> Team Stark. <laughs> so I think Cap was just making all the wrong decisions in that movie. Oh, look, look. Let, let's not fall out right now. No, right, let's, we'll, let's go back to Guardians. We'll, ha- we'll have another episode where we can just have a fight. <laughs> we right can now. have a podcast civil war. <laughs> team team Parlor, everyone. Hashtag Team Parlor. <laughs> Hashtag Team Awesome. Come on. <laughs> oh, shit, that's a better name. God damn it. <laughs> In oh. your face. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> your mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but Guardians is, you know, it's just so much fun, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. I like the fact that it doesn't give you, ex- you know, the, st- the story does progress, but not in a, you know, let's make it bigger and, more, you know, glossier. The, the, the personal story was so the right choice to go. And because it wasn't like, let's throw loads of characters in. Yeah, you had some cameos and you had some new people turn up, but they weren't distracting from anything. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the danger with introducing new characters. Civil War managed to pull it off, you know, pull off what they did quite, I don't know how they did it, but you know, when you think about how many characters are in that flipping film, but this, but this one, they, they introduce a couple of important characters that actually mean something. I mean, you have, you could say like there are lesser characters like Taserface. Uh, <laughs> oh bless him <laughs> what a <Bless> loser <laughs> oh imagine if your name yeah. was taser face though uh, but the more you say it i think the, the better it sounds <laughs> no nah, it's still shit it's still really <laughs> shit <laughs> it's like someone's gone oh what would be i don't know what sounds intimidating oh lightning bonce that'll do <laughs> <laughs> Nobody calls a head of bonce in this day and age, Stace. No. Well, they will now. Let's bring it back. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, but Taser Phase, it, it, it's an interesting film because it's it's funnier. It's certainly more of a comedy, but there are real like one of the moments that really got to me was the mutiny of the Ravagers when Taser Face and his bunch of arseholes are basically just jettison. They're, they're just sending people into space just to yeah. just, the people that don't agree with it, and that I was gutted by that. Absolutely I mean- gutted. To me, that's a little bit terrifying as well, given the whole sort of situation in the world at large at the moment and Mm. people, you know, putting restrictions on media and stuff. Like, it feels very sort of like, if you don't agree with us, fuck off, like. Yeah. Um, So so that was a bit bit dark and a bit scary. It was, it was, this is one of the darkest films, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why I think it's amazing because it perfectly balances that darkness, but with the level of comedy that, like, if you couldn't come out of that film being like oh no what a bummer yeah like like it was yeah. can we talk about gamora and nebula for a bit right because Let, let's yeah go i don't i hated karen gillen as nebula in the first movie i hate the breathy way that she speaks and her character <laughs> did basically nothing really except look a bit cross for the whole thing and i was just like what a waste because i know karen gillen's good like i've yeah. seen her in a few things, and she's always good. She does an uh, American, in, uh, American accent. Like, it's amazing, her uh, oh, accent. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, she's one of very few people I can actually buy an American accent from. Like, I, I recently saw a film where Emma Watson tried to do one, and I was like, nah, love, quit it, quit it. You're not doing it right. I'm not going to do one now because I can't, but I'm also not getting paid to do it, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in this movie, like, I was a bit frightened. Frightened's not the right word because that makes me sound like a massive wuss. I was a bit trepidatious that they were going to sort of make, like, ingratiate her character in a really forced way. Yeah. As in, they were just going to have, like, a little chat and then they'd be like, oh, we really are sisters. Oh, smooch. Oh, I love you. Oh. Mm. And then they'd just be, like, besties for life. But the yeah. fact that they sort of... They they definitely did grow and develop, and they are now definitely closer. And you learn things about her past that are like dark as balls that make that, you realise uh, like why she's. When so you get that reveal of <sighs> why she is the way she is, you totally sort of feel for her, and then you you're part of you. There's a little sort of percentage of your brain that thinks, "Oh fucking El Gamora, yeah. you know, why yeah. did you do yeah. that?" <laughs> Why did you? Why did you? Why was that a thing that happened in your household and you just didn't yeah. seek to mind? Like, good yeah. heavens, that's your sister. But like, yeah. by the end as well, the fact that they're still not, they still don't one hundred percent like trust mm-hmm. each other. And Nebula's very much set on her path of going to kick Thanos in the willy. That like, if it, it's st- like it still felt genuine. Like, yeah, it, it still felt. I hes- I'm hesitating to say real because <laughs> yeah. it's a film, but it did because it wasn't. You don't just forgive people like that, especially when it comes down to things like you know having fighting matches that if you lose, your dad removes bits of you and replaces them with metal until you're better. Yeah, like yeah. gee, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Thanos wasn't in the film, but his presence was still felt, wasn't it? Because you just thought, yeah. Jesus Christ. But I, I love, I love bad guys that come good in films. Um, yeah. So I was, I was totally all about Nebula, like you know, becoming, you know, not part of the team, but you know, joining up with them. I, I didn't want to see her sort of like join them and then in the end try and screw them over. And I'm, yeah. I was so happy that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That that she was reluctant. Yeah, I think they played it just right. She was reluctant, and she's. She's not a good guy, but if you think about it on paper, none of them are really good guys. Well, like, no, they've like, killed a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, but she also had her comedic moments as well. Mm-hmm. Like when she ate the um, that fruit that wasn't ready, <laughs> that made me laugh. It's not ripe. Yeah, and they were responsible for one of the best action scenes when um, and I loved it uh, when 
Nebula just flies the ship into the cave and is still firing the gun as the ship is going through the cave. I, I you know, I think that I was just thinking it says it all. You know, she's not she's not trying to be stealthy. She's not planning an attack. It's all emotion. It's like I want yeah. to kill this person and I'm going to do everything I can. Yeah, um, it's just like it, raw rage, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, and then it led to uh, Gamora's best scene of the film where she picked up. A Fucking spaceship cannon and just <laughs> over a shoulder and just fired it. Oh, oh you got to think if if you're Zoe Saldana, you got to think that I just look so badass there. <laughs> this you is know. going in the trailers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. I love I love love that relationship, but I like the way it ended. You know, I was sad to see Nebula sort of go at the end. But it made sense in the context of everything. It wasn't like they were... Because it wasn't like they were a big, happy family at the end. But they were yeah. all, you know, they were brought closer by it all. But I like you say, there is that the... underlying darkness going through it, though, isn't there? Oh, gosh, yeah. One of the mm. things I really liked about the film as well, a lot of people know that I've got to be in my bonnet about unnecessary romance in movies. Um, yeah. Because it happens so frequently that characters who don't seem to have any real connection with one another, all of a all sudden chemistry just like, sometimes. stick your tongue in my mouth at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, and it's like, this is so, like, this is so not... Uh. And so, like, I like the fact that they're really taking their time with Peter and Gamora. Like, there's definitely stuff there. There's feelings there, obviously. But they're yeah. not, like... They haven't, like, porked in his spaceship 55 times already. Like, yeah. they're taking their time to build that up into an actual reasonable relationship <laughs> rather yeah. than just, like, oh, you're, you're a fit bird. Oh, you're a fit guy. Put it in, mate. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. They are, they, really it's like almost a sit, the sitcom approach, isn't it? That sort of will they, won't they sort of thing. Mm. But they're but they're pacing it just right, I think. Because, like you say, uh, you know, romance in this film wouldn't have – it wouldn't have had a place – yeah, it would sense. have just been too much with everything else yeah. that was going on to sort of shove that in there as well. So when they had that little moment at the end, it was a real sort of like, yeah, it it was like, it was a wordless sort of understanding, wasn't it? That yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but we can't right now <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Things aren't great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not now, right? <laughs> let's just give it a week or so. Yeah. Just... Um, <laughs> the thing that I, that, it resonated with me the most. Now, I watched it first time and I was like, oh my God, like Kurt Russell as Ego, The Living Planet. Mm. Fucking awesome. I mean, Phenomenal. anyone who knows me, you know, Kurt Russell is my, he's my spirit animal. Do you um, want to hear something really sad? A friend of mine thinks that Kurt Russell looks like Patrick Swayze if he had an allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fair play, fair play. Um, I, and he he came into it, and he was wonderful because it wasn't one of those actors that just sort of comes in and doesn't really take it seriously. He, he didn't really chew the scenery at all. Um, his role was great, but it also led me. What's the best? First time I saw it, you walk out and you just think, "God, that was so much fun." And then, like I say, took Joe to see it second night, and we walked out, and I was like, "Ah, oh, so what did you think of that then?" And the first thing she said was. That was pretty dark. And my first thought was, what? What are you talking, what are you talking about? Dark. And she goes, yeah, that was, that was pretty grim in places. I said, well, please explain. And it was the scene <laughs> when you have the big villain re- reveal, the large pit of bones. Um, oh. and it's, and it's just revealed that Ego the Living Planet has, has just been wiping all these people out. 
Well, that's bad enough anyway, because you have the bad guy who killed lots of people. But it then gets worse because all of those dead bodies are his children. Yeah. <laughs> and then you think about it afterwards and you think, and they weren't, he didn't exactly wait for them to grow up. No. He basically took his kids, like when they were like 10 years old or whatever, and he's mm. just been killing thousands and thousands of children. Do you know, and- this is going to make me sound like an absolutely harsh asshole. Yeah. Like, that reveal to me was like, okay, but, but standard bad guy. It was the reveal later where he was like, oh, it's a shame I had to put that tumour in your mum's head. I was like, that- oh, snap. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the one moment. That was, yeah, because oh. I didn't think... The whole um, How could it get worse than ten tons of dead kids? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I know, I know, and I didn't I like, like you say, I didn't think about it. Was only like when Joe said that I was thinking about the implications of what he had actually done. Um, so it didn't really dwell on me, you know, what this evil person had done. But in the film itself, it's that one moment when he sort of says. It was terrible that I had to put, you know, I broke my heart when I put that tumour in your mother's head. And you go from, oh, it's Kurt Russell to, this fucker's got to die. You bastard, you absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And dick bag. it was, it was so perfectly played that the build up, the, the rhythm of the scene, you know, Peter Quill was kind of hypnotized at the time and hearing that one fact snapped him out of it. And he reacted exactly how you'd react yep. by immediately shooting his dad to bits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But that was, you know, that's it's so dark. You know, the darkness yeah. of it. When, you, like, after the first Guardians, and even the beginning of this one, you really sort of like, oh, that love, you, you know, Peter Quill's mum loved this guy, and he loved her. I mean, I think Ego did love her. I mean, he, he says mm. he went back three times, and if he went back a fourth, he would have stayed. In his head, he loved her. Would he, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. He's not human, you know. he, <laughs> Even though he says he built a human body, he, he, he isn't a... He doesn't have emotions, is he? He's, he's essentially just a psychopath. But that one scene when he said that one line, it's, it's one of the most powerful moments, certainly of a film I've seen for quite some time. And you just don't expect it in a Guardians of the Galaxy film. It's like a, it comes out of nowhere and just punches you in the face because the audience, I don't know about you, but you, you love Peter Quill's mum. <laughs> You well, just think... I was going to say, in the first movie, I was very close to having a cry in the first film. And it was yeah. because, like, I am not good at seeing people cry in general. But And I don't know if it's because of this whole societal stigma about men showing emotions, but I particularly can't handle it if men cry because they don't do it very often. So when it yeah. happens, it's like, uh-oh, shit's gone down. So in that in that first scene in the first movie where he's, like, literally screaming for his mom and just tears and they have to drag mm. him out of the hospital and all that stuff, I was just like like a mess god and that was at the start yeah i was just like i can't like it's like all the disney movies that start with somebody awesome doing a dead i'm like come on disney you're trying to break my heart what are you up to yeah so like yeah just just sort of remembering that scene and sort of seeing that flicker in peter's eyes of like oh that was the wrong thing for you to say but like i wonder how many years of like space therapy he's gonna need now bearing in mind that he just got he lost his mom to cancer he just got his dad back then he had to like kill him because look this this is this is this is his mom yeah this is this is marvel you know and it's also it's a big sci-fi film he'll probably be gutted about it but he's too busy trying to save the galaxy from whatever messed up monster is trying to kill him you know i suppose um he'll probably get to be really old and then think oh no oh it'll catch up with him I tell you what, though, like, hats off to Chris Pratt because the scene with Yondu, the reason that hit me so hard was the way he delivered his nose as he was yeah. sort of like screaming at Yondu and he was trying to like 
pour off his spacesuit thing so he could yeah. give it to him. I was just like... Chris Pratt's... Um, I mean, I've been, I've been a big fan of him for a while anyway, but I don't think he gets enough props as an actor. I'm not saying, like, you know, he's, he's like Daniel Day-Lewis or anything like that at the moment <laughs> yet, but... He has the, he has this way of I don't know connecting with an audience I think that the very few like big stars do and when you have those emotions emotional scenes like that you really feel for him it's not like yeah it, 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 he connects with you in a, in a way I think um, which is which is why when he looks sad you do feel kind of bummed out <laughs> yeah 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 and it was his it was his eulogy at the end that was the that was the teary moment for me the whole thing leading up to it was extremely sad but it was almost like when he's saying that at the end it just pushed my tear ducts just a little bit over the edge <laughs> yeah no but it's quite it's quality it's such oh, i don't know it's such a good film there's so many things we could talk about well, you know I, was gonna I, mean, say, I mean i think we'd be remiss to not talk about how beautiful this film is Oh, like, God, yeah. Visually, it is absolutely stunning. Like, mm. I think I need to see it, like, two or three more times to actually mm. see everything. Um, yeah. I will say, I saw, I saw it first. This is kind of pretty. Oh, oh God, <laughs> the whole thing is just stunning. Yeah. Um, I will say, the first time I saw it was in 3D, purely because that was the only t- showing I could get to at that time. But um, I yeah. saw it second in 2D, and I would recommend, you know, if anyone was going to see it again... Uh, seeing it in 2D because the colours just look better. Um, I remember yeah. thinking that in the Sovereign Planet, which was amazing because it was gold, everything yeah. was gold. That was such an onslaught in 3D. You're sort of like, oh my god, my brain's going a little bit squiffy. Whereas um, it worked better in 2D those things. But ev- oh, I don't know, just everything looked good. Just that, you know, we'll we'll probably we'll get it on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, and then then you can find those moments where you're like. Oh, that bit, does, you know, there's there's the rubber CGI man. But right now I can't think well, of anything that didn't look amazing. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I do want to look out for on repeated viewings is where Jeff Goldblum is in it because he's one yeah, of the dancing figures in the end credits. And I was like, well, he has to be in the movie then, surely? But yeah. we couldn't remember. Like, the only thing we can assume is that he was on that sort of disgusting debauchery yeah. planet. What was it called? Like... It, it had a really dodgy name that sounded like uh, some sort of STD or getting an STD. Oh, God. <laughs> like c- Contraxion or something weird. Like, oh. Um, I, yeah, I genuinely can't remember what it's called, but it's something very disgusting sounding. And it was that, like, sort of planet of, um, like, whorehouses, basically, <laughs> that Yondu was on for a bit. We can only yeah. assume that that's where he was, because that's really the only scene where there are people who aren't the gold people or the guardians. Yeah. Yeah, it's just oh. just robot prostitutes everywhere. Yeah, just uh, just everywhere. <laughs> and then Sylvester oh, Stallone turns up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was actually quite surprised by him. I think he usually has all the acting ability of a melted candle. Yeah, but he actually like he convincingly said words and behaved like a human in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. I do think there are some times when cameos appear and they're a bit too them if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think yes. of an example and I can't off the top of my head, but there are some times when I just watch something and I'm like, oh no, you're too Bill Murray. I can't stop thinking of you as Bill Murray rather yeah. than whoever you're no, supposed to be. And uh, yeah, I went into... Sylvester Sloan is definitely one that you'd be concerned that that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it was just about right, I think. You know, I didn't yeah. have a problem with it. I, th- I, thought, yeah, I, I thought it looked great. Which was super cross at me for not knowing that that, that was the original Guardians lineup. Yeah. Like him, and his, <laughs> him and his buddies. I was like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I'd never heard of the Guardians before they announced this film. And I was like, oh, yeah. really That's a little bit hard. You can't be too angry at you about that, surely. Yeah, well, I'm rubbish. I only started yeah. reading comics in 2005. What do you yeah. want from me? You get, um... I tell you what, the only, the only sort of cameo that I, I could have done without in this film is Howard the Duck. 
seeing him again. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never been a fan of Howard the Duck, you know. And he was there. He was on that um, robot prostitute planet, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was. He had a line, I, like a proper line this time, didn't he? Because yeah. I think it's Seth Green who does his voice. Yeah. And I, I don't mind him because I actually really like the... Chip Starsky, Howard the Duck. See, I haven't read that, you see. You know, I just, oh, they're really funny. It's been a character that's never really gelled with me. I know loads of people sort of say, oh, you should read this um, arc. And, you know, you could say that about any character, wouldn't you? Every character has at least one run that's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> but. How did you feel about, because this is a really big part of both of the films, how did you feel about this soundtrack? Um, had some absolutely killer tunes on it. Not as good as the first. I will say, and people will probably wallop me about the head over the internet about this, I wasn't that struck on this one because of the whole soundtrack, I only actually was familiar with four songs. And yeah. I thought one of them, one of them I actively dislike. And I think it's too obvious a choice. Father and Son. I don't think that's a very good song. Um, okay. And I think yeah. it was far too obvious a choice. Um, and there's another one that I'm just not very keen on either. Uh, mm. which was My Sweet Lord. And then the rest of it was pretty much Mr. Blue Sky, which I know and love, and then a bunch of songs I don't know. <laughs> yeah. the uh, I must say I've had uh, Fleetwood Mac's The Chain on repeat on my MP3 player quite a lot. Um, and that's the it's the one with the classic sort of baseline scene, but it's also played when Peter Quill gets his mojo back and he says to Ego, you know, you shouldn't have killed my mum and broke my Walkman. Although he says Walkman, which really stood out to me as I was listening to it. <laughs> well, that's not how you say Walkman. Um, yeah, that's no, Walkman. Yeah. And I think it's played an earlier bit in the film when uh, I think, yeah, Quill, Gamora and Drax are walking away from Rocket in slow motion. I think it plays then as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it's such a tune. It's, it's the famous tune that um, used to be on Formula One. You know, down, 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 down. Yeah, I do <laughs> But that, but that's at the late. Uh, that's at the very end of the song, and I think everything leading up to it is better than that. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've just, <laughs> I've just been listening to that loads, and it's only about four minutes, so it doesn't overstay as well. It's, it's an absolute banging tune. <laughs> but the rest of it, and I don't know about you, I know loads of people will be like, ha ha ha, but David Hasselhoff. Oh. That, um, yeah, I was not happy with that because. <laughs> If um, I mean, I don't mind a Hasselhoff tune every now and again. And I don't know if you've heard, I think he did a, a tune for Kung Fury, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was actually kind of great, like, yeah. in a cheesy but, 80s way. But this weird, like... This I tune that he does in this one is great up until the moment that he starts singing in it. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> and, ruins it. Because it's kind of like a disco-y version of the main sort of score yeah. theme is yeah. it and it's great in the cinema and then he starts talking like what and seeing his face on the end credits i was like oh i don't need that yeah. <laughs> but I, I think no, it was, no it was purely <laughs> it was purely um <laughs> no thank you get your hasselhoff <laughs> out of my face um <laughs> but it's purely because the filmmakers thought it was, it was funny and to be honest the majority of film goers are, are going to as well because if nothing else I think most of the world knows who David Hasselhoff is. This is very so, true. Yeah. Very, but I just didn't need and true. like when Ego sort of morphed into him at one point I thought that, that actually if there was one thing that I would I didn't want in this film if I could take out something it would be that moment where Ego turns into David Hasselhoff because yeah. I don't think I, mean, it, I don't think it serves any purpose. <laughs> I could see why they did it uh, in reference to like how Peter apparently always talked about things like. But how did Ego know about that? Well, there's that, and there's also the fact that like 
It could have been anyone else. <laughs> like, <laughs> it could have just literally been anyone else, and I think I would have been fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose I agree with you on that one. I think it didn't like at all ruin the movie or the scene or. or anything. It, well, the, the thing is, it can't. That scene when that pops up, that's a laugh out loud moment in a scene which is pretty serious. Yeah. Because they're arguing about like you know oh like the it's after the reveal isn't it of the bad guy, yeah. and he shows himself and it kind of is it's the thing that sticks out to me too much. I, th- I thought Kurt Russell was on too much of a roll as the bad guy for that to be broken up by him turning into David Hasselhoff. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But, that, you know, that's a that's a minor gripe in something. Well, I was that... going to say, considering the other thing I do want to say about it as well is I think it fucking flew by. Because, like, yeah. Civil War, I was checking my watch, like, every ten minutes after about an hour. Like, oh, I can't believe that. But, yeah, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we do. for the podcast Civil War. <laughs> um... But yeah, with this, it was like it finished, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's finished, Rich. Why is it? Why is it finished?" Yeah, I got I got a good like half hour left in me. Yeah, so I was quite tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing Looking I will say is, I don't think I'm going to go and see another film on opening day like ever again. Even we just why is that quite a late showing because cinemas are full of cunts, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that's why if you're gonna if you're gonna see a show. Like see a film that you really care about. Try and find a cinema that has like a, a screen that will that is a little bit nicer, or will do. Like I saw it in Bristol, and there was a place called the cinema. There has like they call it the director's hall, which is a poncy name for anything. But it's almost like a smaller screen, and you get comfier seats. And you know, I know that when I go to see a film there, the people because it's, it's a few pound more expensive. The people that are there to see a film are there to watch the film. You know what I mean? You don't have all those <laughs> yeah, cunts who are checking their phones or just don't want to be there or just yeah. like just talking constantly. Kids just being loud and noisy and why are nachos a cinema food? Fuck off. Yeah. I'm not yeah. yeah. Oh, you never get nachos at a cinema because they put that horrible cheese shit on them. Oh, Ooh. that cheese slurry. It's rancid. <laughs> Absolutely rancid. Not cheese. You know, it's it asbestos. It frightens oh. me that in America that they have cheese in like in a can kind of can mm. like, what is that america get your shit together <laughs> get it together and put it in a backpack and take it to the shit store because i am not having <laughs> cheese in a fucking can i'm not oh. i'm not oh, I'm getting Stace, up. just back, calm down all right are you okay take yeah, a moment I'm, take a breath i'm all right i went on a rick and morty i'm sorry <laughs> i love that show so much <laughs> I, I love the fact that the thing that broke you was cheese in a can. Yeah. Well, America, like, I can deal with big portions and silly things like food challenges, but what I can't deal with is taking something as absolutely perfect as a fucking cheese. Cheese is great, right? Cheese is the best. You don't take a cheese and go, do you know what would make it better? Mushing it into a fucking weird, frankly weird consistency and spraying it in a line. Like, Stace. What you- St- Stace. Sorry. Yes. So I just you really okay? love cheese. You okay? Find a happy place. Cheese. Find a happy place. It's a wheel of cheese. <laughs> My happy place is a wheel of cheese. <laughs> oh, and there's dear that God. wonderful line in Anchorman where he's talking to his dog and he's like, you ate a whole wheel of cheese? I'm not <laughs> yes. I'm like, Every time I see that, I burst out laughing. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'd eat a whole wheel of cheese, I reckon. Left me alone. Depends on the cheese. Anyway. <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> not yeah. relevant. Got- so... <laughs> 
Guardians, lovely film. Yes, it has its cheesy moments. See what I did there. Where does um, it rank in your... Do you have a definitive ranking of Marvel movies? I probably do. I'd need to think about it. I, I, uh, Get on yeah. there, Boxed, right, and then rank yeah. them, and then show me your list. Okay. Because I know, you, is, is that where you did your Xbox? Xbox? Not Xbox, X-Men. <laughs> X-Men yes. list. I've currently yeah. got, I think, four lists or three lists. Yeah. I've got. Let me open it and see. Because your yes. X-Men one, I, I have... Yeah, I said online. I, Do you have problems? I take I take issue, not with all of them, but certainly how X Men: The Last Stand is not the last film on the list. Because a cock and lips is terrible. Like, gouge my own eyes out with a rusty spoon, bad. Look, <laughs> I won't completely disagree with you there. It's 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 awful. I'm just saying that Last Stand is worse. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't agree. I do not agree. It upsets me on many. Many levels. <laughs> the, the one that I'd have to say off the top of my head is what they do to Cyclops in that film. But I know Cyclops uh, isn't liked by a lot of people, but yeah, you you cannot right. argue that he isn't given the shit end of the stick yeah. in terms of what they do to him. I would agree. <laughs> We're digressing. We're digressing. <laughs> we are. We are. We're kind of coming up on time as well for a sort of bonus small episode about one single thing. <laughs> yes, yes. We, lo- we loved Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, and it seems the rest see of the again. world has. Um, because I think it's made about 450 million so far. Oh man, James Gunn is having baths in dollar bills, you Yeah. Except that'd I be think... stupid and paper cutty. But... <laughs> oh god, yeah. And he's going to do the third, which I think it might be the first time that a, a director has done all three Marvel films. I think Rich said it might be the first time that James Gunn has done a movie without Michael Rooker in it. It's true. No, you know there'll be a flashback. Yeah, probably. There's going to be a that'll flashback. Because I'll be remembering him doing a dead. <laughs> Because you'll be like, yay! Oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, Aww. yeah. But, but no, I, I, I loved it. I loved it, and I, I'm glad that you let me come on here and just, just talk about it a little bit. I, don't... I, I needed to. I was desperate to talk about this with somebody because it's just so good, and it's yeah. like it's good. For and there's so much more it's... we could talk about. That's the thing is, there, yeah. there is a lot you can talk about. But um, yeah, I mean, we've barely yeah. touched on sort of like um, Rocket and Yondu or, or like grouped doing adorable things. The um, yeah. the post credit sequence of him being a team group was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Uh, like, one last thing. This all took place in 2014. So by the time we next see the Guardians, which will be next year, the, obviously the Infinity War is going to be modern day. So I wonder what would have happened in those two or three years. Um, you know, we'll, we must see a fully sized group by the time Infinity War comes along. I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I know, uh, Vin Diesel said that, um, we haven't seen a fully grown group yet. Isn't it funny that Vin Diesel's like best performance in any movie ever <laughs> is just the same three words, yeah. just slightly differently each time? Because I recently <laughs> went to see Fast Eight, Furious, Fate, Family, Furious, Fast Cars, yeah, um, and um, yeah, Fanta of the and, Furious, yeah, and um, <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous movie with frankly yeah. too many car scenes in it. But the thing that really struck me about it because it's the first time I've really sat down and like full attention watched a Fast and Furious movie 
I've been in the house when they've been on before, but I've very much been doing things like playing Candy Crush Saga or reading yeah. a comic book. So this is the first time I've like sat down, no distractions, and paid attention. And he cannot act. He's like <sighs> a potato on legs. Like he just he brings absolutely no flavour or excitement to anything that he's in. He just like Hey, 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 hey come on, come on, no, don't be too harsh, I'm a boy Vin. That was so shit. The Pacifier is a surprisingly decent film. Uh, And Pitch Black, Pitch Black, Pitch Black is a fucking, right. You've probably seen Riddick or Chronicles of Riddick or whatever. No, I haven't. Oh, right. Pitch Black, the first one is awesome. Absolutely yeah, awesome. Maybe I'll give it a whirl. But like, I'm not going to say it won't change your opinion on him trick. that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, but yeah, he's very good as Groot, even though he owns his three. It's the easiest pay- paycheck in the world, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, he just actually managed to convey like different things. With, yeah. With, yeah. Like, the way he says it, so um, it is quite... And I do need to give a hats off to Bradley Cooper as well for just being boss. Yes. Rocky. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he's very, he's very, very good. Everyone brings their A thought, game. That's... Yeah, I never thought I'd enjoy a film that doesn't that has Bradley Cooper in it, but doesn't show me his beautiful face. But um, do you know what? It's fine. <laughs> 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 I'll let Guardians off because it's good. Yeah, and because of the nature of it, those actors could pop up in. I don't think Bradley Cooper could, but Vin Diesel could quite easily pop up in a Marvel movie as something else, couldn't he? That is true. I don't know what I'd want mm. him to be. There are too yeah. many people in Marvel movies now, and I feel like everyone else is getting a turn. Why can't I be in one? <laughs> next, next, yeah, <laughs> next year when Infinity War comes out, your head's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just got if all you, the world's actors, it's, it's just got all of them. <laughs> it's it's got to get to all... a point now where if you're an actor and you haven't been approached to be in a Marvel movie, you've got to be thinking, "What the fuck have I done wrong?" <laughs> yeah, it was like the Harry Potter films, and like by the end, I don't think there was an English actor that hadn't been in them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just think there's hope for us all because eventually we'll be in a Marvel movie of some kind. I mean, fingers crossed. I want to be in a Deadpool <laughs> movie, though, so I don't think they'll let me be in both. Can I be in both of those? Well, yeah, why not? I don't see why not. Live the dream, Stace. Live the dream. Well, um, it's that's another film dream. to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Vince, it's been delightful having a chat. Do it's you been, want to tell... It's been that... Oh, go on. What? <laughs> What? I thought you were hey, going to say something else. I was just going to say something nice to your states, but if you don't want me to oh, say something Oh, go on. No, go on. I like it when people um, say it, nice things. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I like. I love the show. So, um, oh, thank And thank you for letting me to come on and, and vent some of my <laughs> varied emotions that I have about this film, which I unabashedly love. Guardians so. jizzing all up in the house. Um, yeah, would you like this to- is just <laughs> the Guardians jizz episode. <laughs> jizz cast. Um... <laughs> Completely different show. It um, yeah, it's also a program that I'm on. That. No, no. Mm. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would you like to tell people where they can find you upon the internet should you wish to be found? Um, if my absolute rambling hasn't completely put you off, I do more <laughs> rambling, usually 140 characters or less, on Twitter <laughs> at Jester Diablo. I also um, I do a podcast myself as well, um, which is the Awesome Comics Podcast, which you can find at awesomecomics.podbean.com. Whenever I'm doing these bits, I feel like I'm having flashbacks to when I'm doing the actual show and you do the host bits. This is really weird for me right now. <laughs> so, I hate yeah, doing so- these bits at the end because I feel like I'm telling my guest as if to say, listen to my show, you bastard. Uh, but I'm not. I'm telling like you know the listeners in general. Yes. 
Well, no, thank you. Uh, but if you if you like independent comics and just loads of, I mean, Stacey's been on the episode, so she, she knows it. it's an absolute load of nonsense. I yeah. don't know anything about independent comics, but I did talk about a movie or two. We had that. We had the first ever pop culture rumble on there, which yeah. is which is worth it. It's the first of probably going to be many because we'll, we'll have say, you back on. Ask me back on. I want to play. Yeah, I told yeah, you it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, there'll be <laughs> there'll be even more films to talk about. We may have to do a, a Civil War episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair though, because there's like twenty three of you, and then there'd just be me there going, "Well, I think it's shit because." <laughs> look, look, you you get your team together. I'll get my team together, and then we'll clash, <laughs> and, and about five people will listen to it. <laughs> It did be more than that because there'd be at least six of us on it, wouldn't there? <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, probably doubling my audience. Brilliant. Yeah. So, so that's where you can find uh, me online. So there you go. Jolly good. If you want to find me online and tell me how wrong I am about civil war, and I will fight you, you can tweet at Stacey's Parlor, or you can join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlor Facebook group, or you can email me Stacey's Parlor at gmail dot com please do go and subscribe and rate and review and listen and tell your friends and such about the parlor if you've enjoyed it and uh on that note thank you again vince it's been delightful i'm gonna have another cry right now (laughs) all right my love (laughs) it's been emotional no i mean apples apples and pears pears, apples and pears chim chimney um On that note, bye listeners. <laughs> See ya. Can I try not laugh. I'm I'm try, I was trying I was trying not to laugh for the silence that you needed at the end. Chim chimney. I love a good chim chimney. Uh. <laughs> not here. It's relevant not, not because now. Mary Poppins, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. When's that supposed to be out, the new Mary Poppins? I don't know. I don't care. I hated yeah. Mary Poppins when I was a kid. Isn't it, well, I don't really like it that much now. I can't um. accept penguin butlers. I'm not having it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's your issue. <laughs> yeah. Stringy cheese and fucking penguin butlers. <laughs> I should start a podcast just called I'm Not Having That. <laughs> not having that. Oh, that'd be so good. We just have one topic and you rant about it for half an hour. And I'll just have to, you know, edit out all of my burps instead. <laughs> How often do you burp? I mean, obviously I mean, you're on the Dr. Pepper tonight, so it'll be every other word. Yeah, I mean, quite frequently, I'll be honest, I'm quite a gassy lass. Um, <laughs> gassy lass, the new Marvel comic out this summer. <laughs> you can have that. Um, give me, like, half of the profits. There'll be no profit. It'll be like the underpants gnomes in South Park. It'll be like burps plus comic book equals profit. <laughs> People love bodily functions. Oh, mate. I mean, they don't tend to love them coming from women, though, do they? No. Women don't do them. That's why. in the office the other day because I'd, uh, I'd you know I'd, I'd excused myself to the bathroom and I came back quite a while later and uh, one of my male colleagues went oh bloody hell where have you been I went mate I just had a greatest shit and he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was like oh, st- I don't, oh and he got all offended and left the room <laughs> and I was like what I'm allowed to poo good anyway this no is you're not no you're not no, yeah. <laughs> everybody shits REM said that oh no I yeah. think it was someone else
Uh, no, I think that was. I think that's correct. My biggest concern was during the twenty-four the two twenty-four hour charity shows that I did that any farts might get picked up because I've never <laughs> farted on a pod. Well, I mean, I have farted while podcasting, but you haven't heard yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but I was really concerned that I don't know because of the acoustics in the kitchen yeah. or like because most of the ones that I like that happen when I'm podcasting can be quite quiet and you know yeah. I'm talking and stuff. I was like, what if there's just like a moment of silence and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like an absolute, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I was terrified I, of that. I, on I the last, it on I, I, I I let one rip on the last show, and because I've got because I've got I can't believe we're talking about it because um, I've got a better microphone. Um, I was, I, when I was editing, I went through to try and find it, and it was on a cushion, so it didn't really pick it up. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was silence. <laughs> oh dear! Right, I'm going to have another little sip of this old Dr Pepper. Yeah. Fi- oh, hang on, I've got a bit of tea left. Lovely. Right. You know, such an old such an old man. Tea. No, you're not. Do you know what my husband bought me for Christmas, and it's my new favourite thing. You know those tea sets you can get that's like a cup and then a, uh, like a, a teapot sits in it, so it's like a tea set for one person? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. oh you got one of them, have you? Yeah, and it I looks d- like BB-8 and it's so adorable. <laughs> and I have oh, well, yeah, fair play, fair play. Yeah. In it. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I take a picture of it and put it on Instagram, I hashtag it pretentious tea knob. <laughs> How many times have you taken a picture of the same thing? Too many times. <laughs> oh my god! A couple, of, a couple of Fridays ago, it was National Tea Day, and I was like, "Right, yeah, <laughs> let's get on it. <laughs> Let, let's make it worth it." Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, mate, I was having an argument with a lady at work the other day about blue cheese because she was like, "Uh, no, it's disgusting. It's like eating, you know, like dirt off the ground." And I was like, "Oh, babe, get out." <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not. I'm not having a cheese conversation with you then. Right. <laughs> it was because I was eating right homemade blue cheese scones dipped in broccoli and stilton oh, soup, and she okay, was just good, like, good. "What the fuck are you doing? It smells of feet." I, I, and I was like, "Get it." I thought you were going to say homemade blue cheese. I was about to say, "Look, just stop right there." <laughs> that just... is that is rank. <laughs> <laughs> I, I scraped some stuff from between my toes. And oh. I put it on a scone. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Devon way of eating scones. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just walk away and leave it. Just leave well, it. I was going to say, I'm uh, going to go and make myself a lily cupper, aren't I? Yeah, a I'm going to have a nice cupper. cup of tea, I think. <laughs> e it, love. <laughs> no, do, you, do you know what I keep doing? And I keep doing this at work and nobody understands it because nobody else used to listen to the Adam and Joe show. But you know when he used to do those... Uh, did you ever listen to that? Yeah. It's where Adam Buxton used to do impressions of um, Scylla Black talking yeah. about Prince William and uh, Princess Kate. And he just go, Lolly, 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 Willy and Katie. And so I'm like... <laughs> A lolly couple blinded data. And so like, I just sometimes at work, I'm like, oh, a lolly, lolly couple of cup of teas. And people are like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're mentally ill. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, a lolly Act fast. Couple Act of fast. Of I, th- I think she's having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah every, everybody at work thinks I'm a fucking lunatic, but oh well. Yeah. You, just, you, you just need to own it. Just own it and go with it. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. I'm like, look, if you can't handle me at my most weird, fuck off out the office. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I've never done that. I'm going to have another drink and then I'm going to do a dramatic pause and then we'll stop. Right, okay. Oh, no, I sniffed.
right by the mic. <laughs> I've only been doing this 10 years, don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> um, I have to apologise in advance if I'm burping a lot, but um, I made the mistake of opening a can of Dr Pepper, which I am now drinking from. That stuff's rocket fuel. There, that is, um, it is so gassy. Yeah, it's the what gassy. Was I thinking? I remember one of my friends at college, he thought it'd be funny to try and like neck like a two litre bottle. No. And I, I said, I No, you're you're a fool. He ended up crying, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Oh no. <laughs> oh the thing is if I drink a like if I drink a can of it too quickly, I feel like the fizz starts coming out of my nose. And like <laughs> like everything about it is just unpleasant at that point. So yeah. It's it's not a drink for uh, gulping, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean I find it find it interesting that the tagline is what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> So many thinking, things. Well, right, okay. <laughs> it's kind of coming with a warning. Hmm? <laughs> it could seep out of my nose and feel like the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. God knows what it's doing to our insides, but I, I do love that. it. Yeah. I was going to say, I dread to think about that, so I just don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. No. It's like whenever I eat like pork scratchings or pepperoni, people go, yeah. do you know what's in them? Yeah, I don't think about it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Somebody was say- saying that to me the other day because I ate a hot dog and they were like, do you know what's in hot dogs? And I was like, hog anus, I guess, but pff, <laughs> tastes nice though, don't it? <laughs> I-, I find that the anus just adds a bit of flavour. 